Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Go Wild. Now, the Go Wild app has added some really cool and exciting functionality to their app. And the first one I want to talk about is the Near Me function. And basically what this does, it allows you to engage and connect with people in your area. You guys can talk about gear. You guys can talk about hunting areas. You guys can talk about what's going on in the woods. And it just allows the users to be more of a community and connect easier. The second part is the gearbox. And what the gearbox is, it is a an opportunity for the users to not only see reviews on products and see what the go wild community is using in the field what products they're using but it also allows you guys to purchase up to 150,000 products there's you, there's a shopping function on it so Check out the Go Wild app if you haven't downloaded it to your phone yet. You need to, and you can do that at any app store that is currently available. Go Wild. It's an awesome app. Check them out. My name is Clay Newcomb, and I'm the host of the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast. I'll also be your host into the world of hunting the icon of North American wilderness, the bear. We'll talk about tactics, gear, conservation, but we'll also bring you into some of the wildest country on the planet, Chasing Bear. If you've grown up around squirrel dogs your whole life, you're probably going to learn a few things on this podcast, but really what we're trying to do is open up the squirrel dog world to people who have not had an entry point into squirrel hunting. Sometimes sometimes the, the first step into getting into something is the hardest one. And so and you need just somebody to break it down. And so that's what we tried to do inside of this to talk about the different breeds of squirrel dogs, 
how they hunt, and then the di- different registries of squirrel dogs. And that's important because the registries give an indication of where you would get these, and you need to understand a little bit about if you go to a breeder and he says these dogs are registered with such and such registry, you have a kind of a framework for what that means. My buddy Michael Lanier summed it up pretty well at the end of this podcast, and he said this. He said, basically, there are feists and there are curs, and inside of the feists and the curs, there are multiple types of feists and multiple types of curs, but squirrel hunting is a very fun and engaging way to acquire wild protein and to hunt our public lands or private lands and it's a opportunity event in most most states like in arkansas we have almost a a nine month season so this is going to take you from zero to informed when it comes to squirrel hunting and the other thing that's awesome about squirrel hunting is you get to have a dog and i think a lot of families a lot of people people love dogs and so why not have a utilitarian dog that a dog that serves as a companion as a pet but also is doing something useful for you i think that's just smart okay um we also talk about some mules and just have a fun conversation you're going to enjoy this podcast with michael lanier trey autry and jason lyles Well, you know what a a big, a good size Ozark Mountain, Northwest Arkansas coon weighs. Uh, Jason will know, so you guess last. Because I okay, I've hunted for pretty hard for the last five years, and the biggest coon that I have ever killed by far, I weighed. What do you think it weighed? Thirty five pounds. Okay. Twenty five. Twenty five. Fifteen. 15. <laughs> it weighed 18 and a half pounds. Yep. And I'm telling you, it's the biggest coon we've killed in five years. And we've killed a lot of coons. They're, they're not as big as you think. Now, the coons in in probably the Midwest, but I, and I, I would have swore that this one would have weighed 20 pounds when we killed. I mean, it was just, it was huge. 18 and a half pounds on a certified scale. I went to my neighbor's, uh, He's got a certified scale over here. Anyway, wow. so I'm yeah. saying that to say if if Susie weighs 17 pounds, she may have got a hold of a something that's bigger than her. Well, she'll jump on a coon. I've seen her do it before. Yeah. We were squirrel hunting one day, look up, and uh, there's a fur ball rolling down the hill, and uh, she had a coon by the throat. Mm. And uh, anyway, she killed that one. I mean, Feisty she, little guys. Oh, she ain't got good sense. <laughs> she, she thinks she weighs 50 pounds. Well, hey, I've got uh, – so we're at the Global Headquarters, and I've got to my right Trey Autry, originally from Mississippi, but now is transplanted in northwest Arkansas. i got Michael Lanier sitting here. Michael's a native Arkansan. And Jason Lyles. Jason, your family's been here for forever. Yeah, since 89. Okay. Yeah. That's forever yeah, enough. long enough. Long enough. Um, but we're going to talk about squirrel hunting and you three guys are, uh, you guys are, you, all of you in different ways have helped me big time 
getting into the squirrel dog world. Um, Jason's the one that hooked me up with Tess and Timber. So the two dogs I've got right now come from some of Jason's lines. Mm -hmm. And then Michael and Trey are my squirrel dog mentors. Trey's actually like my, he's like, if I were Luke Skywalker, he would be like Yoda. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We need to start calling him the squirrel hunt Yoda. But then Michael Lanier is like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay. I don't. I hadn't watched Star Wars since I was a kid, so don't get me wrong to think that I'm like a Star Wars nerd because I'm not. But I think that the metaphors flow strong enough. So, I thought you probably were. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, this is what we're going to do on this podcast is uh, I need to get a mule update from Trey and Michael. Uh, we'll do that first, but we're going to talk about Squirrel, the world of squirrel dogs, which it's a complicated world. And there's a lot of different squirrel dog registries, a lot of different types of squirrel dogs. And so what we want to do, what I want to do, is take people from zero to informed about the squirrel dog world. Because I get people that ask me pretty often about these dogs that I've got, what kind of dogs they are. Um, even how do you train them? We might get into that just a little bit, but, um, so that's where we're going. So I want somebody to be able to listen to this and have a really good feel for, uh, for, for, for the squirrel dog world. Um, but Trey mule world, what, tell me your, your, so you guys, we squirrel hunt off mules, uh, Michael and Trey were the stars of hundred dollar squirrel, the YouTube viral (laughs) sensation coming out of bear hunting magazine uh trey was the one who wore pink glasses um his <laughs> wife's pink glasses he's world famous for that now trey what what meals have you got you told me something happened you've got a meal for sale now yeah well I, i'm not quite sure if this one's for sale or not but it could be it depends on, on what happens anything this he's got's for sale a mule right is always price. for sale <laughs> <laughs> i've got two really good ones i got from a fellow down the road named danny bind he's like the mule guru kind of guy see like yoda or obi-wan kenobi man he may be top five uh <laughs> he's he, he's carry really, on carry on he's really good though uh but I had a seven-year-old at the house two weeks ago and put him on Smokey, and he had never been on anything before and was just fine. Yeah. So, and you know Smokey. You, yeah. He, he, he's been on a hunt with you before. Yeah. But I, but I did something kind of crazy the other day. This old boy up there at the store at the uh, Frederick's One Stop over in Prairie Grove, mm-hmm. he had been trying to get me to buy this mule for about all six, eight months. And I had told him all back around Christmas, I said, Don – if you'll ride that mule from your house to the one stop, I'll give you five hundred dollars for it. He wanted like eight hundred. <laughs> <laughs> he he wouldn't do it. Well, the other day I went in there and he hit me up about that mule again. And, and why I, wouldn't he ride it? Was well, is, is the mule broke? That's what he said. Yeah. So you were how far has he lived from one stop? All a mile or so. It wouldn't have been too bad. Okay. But, so you were like, was this like a test? You were like, if that mule, yeah, because I didn't trust Don with the uh, <laughs> with with the deal. So, okay, okay. And I, I was going to help Don, 
But yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to hurt me helping Don by getting killed on that mule. So good, good idea. Uh, yeah, long story short, <laughs> old Don uh, turns around and says, all right, you want that mule? I said, yeah, but I ain't going to give you that fart, you know, unless you ride it up here. And uh, he said, well, I don't know if I'm going to do that. And I said, all right, I'll give you $300, and I ain't seen it. Mm. And uh, he said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so You man, didn't even see a picture of it? No. I mean, okay. how are you going to get hurt for $300? Somebody will buy it back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. So me and Lanier go over and catch that mule and had our reservations about, you know, who was going to ride it. Mm-hmm. Bubba didn't want to get on it. I really? Didn't. Lanier didn't want to get on it. No. Nope. Lanier's nope. a cowboy. He's a cowboy now. He's a real guy. Yeah, he uh, is. So I didn't I wasn't so sure I wanted to get on it. So Lanier went on home and I tied him up over there and uh I got the clippers out and I said, Let's see what he does when I try to clip his old hair here. Mm-hmm. Old Joker just stood there. Okay. Well what what color is this mule? It's a red mule. B- very big? No, it's about about the size of Willie. Okay. You know, how tall is that mule in there? Fourteen hands, maybe? No, he's not quite fourteen. He's thinner than Willie too. So thirteen. Perfect size to hunt off of. Yeah. Uh you ain't gotta duck too many limbs. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that Joker uh stood there uh, I said, Hmm. I think I'm all right him. Put a saddle on him. He just stood there. Rode him off, perfect. Mm. And I'm thinking, boy, didn't you do good? $300. $300, I rode it off. You know, I'm a cowboy now, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I, 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 the next day, I saddle him up, and we go up the hill. And we got in some woods, and I had changed bits on him because, you know, I was trying to figure it out. And that joker reared up twice, bunny hopped, and he was mm. trying to he was trying to hurt me. Mm. And uh I hung with him, got him on back down <laughs> to the house, and uh gonna take him over to Devil's Den this afternoon, get him on a hill that's pretty much ninety degrees, and see if he's gonna make the travel squad or we're gonna have to sell him, one of the two. I'll be darned. Yeah. Man, anyway, hey, if there's one thing about Trey Archer, he's not afraid of a mule. No, he is not. He's really not. <laughs> I probably ought to be. You probably should. Right, but I mean, heck, the ground ain't that far. Well, didn't uh, didn't one of the ones you've got right now throw you off one time and you just... Yeah, I, got, I rode Willie home one Sunday afternoon from Danny's, and uh, the next day I got on him, and he threw me off, and I went head over head. You know, head over heels, <laughs> right there on that old that old white gravel. Man, that hurt. Yeah, it did. Uh, but I got right back on him, and, man, I wouldn't give a skint monkey for that mule right now because you can shoot a shotgun <laughs> off of him. It's <laughs> good. Yeah. It's a good pair of white mules, matching mules. Now, you know what I always say, too. Your street cred goes way up when you got a pair of matching mules. Oh, they look good coming down the road. Yeah. No, yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exciting, man. I didn't know he had a new one. Man, you that mule will be fine. It it just you just gotta you just gotta just ride it, man. It'll be fine. Hey, what you doing after a while, Clay? <laughs> 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 well, I don't you know. Uh, 
I don't know. I think maybe you should you should ride it, but uh, man, you a whole lot younger. If I'd you, ride it. If, I'd ride it. Oh, I ain't no question. Anybody that'll catch a snake like you do will do anything. <laughs> well, do you think these folks know about your snake catching abilities? I probably not. Probably not. <laughs> really? No. No, I don't talk about that much. I wouldn't tell nobody either. They don't think you're crazy. Uh, <laughs> I like, I, you know, I used to catch a lot of snakes. I don't anymore, though. I don't anymore. About last you dialogue, you caught one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, while we were coon hunting. We was riding down the road, and you had, you had River and Bear with us, and both them kids about the same time saw the snake in the middle of the road, and both of them hollering, get it, daddy, get it. Clay stops that mule. He jumps off of there. He grabs that snake, just like something off Wild Kingdom. Uh, if any of you guys remember that show uh, with old Marty Stauffer, Matt, is that who it was Marty Stauffer? That's good. That was a good, was a good name show. call. Yeah. Oh, Merlin Perkins. Now this just goes back to right before. Oh, this is old stuff. This is right before Disney would come on at six o'clock. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This was Mutual of Omaha's Wild King. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, wow. This yeah. is really a compliment. Yeah. So, because, yeah. Anyway, so Clay stops in the middle of the road, reaches down there, grabs that snake, and he's milking it, just like on Wild Kingdom or some show you've seen. And there's this old boy from New York kneeling down with a camera taking pictures and i'm i don't know which one's crazier clay for holding the snake or that old boy for getting so close but i certainly kept my distance <laughs> but yeah, clay, clay yeah. Bit, he ain't scared of nothing so a mule versus a a poisonous snake uh no my money's on clay every time well <laughs> i tell you the one thing i don't like is a possum i wouldn't touch a possum if you paid me Moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Uh, Michael, tell me about your mule mule world. Well, I sold R.D. that I was riding last winter. Oh, did you really? I sold him. I was kind of wanting a project. Why did you sell him? Because I was, was doing, want- He was doing good. Yeah, he's doing good. Couldn't ever break him from being Buddy Sour. Yeah. That's yeah. one thing I just didn't have much luck at. Uh, so that means when you, if you've got two animals in a, in a, field together and you take him or take one he would flip out yeah he did not ride off alone very well oh he wouldn't even ride off alone. he would it was just it was a a fight fight. yeah yeah okay so bought a couple mules took one to a guy uh over in north central arkansas to ride and then brought one here for me to ride and got on her first time yesterday okay yeah so nice yeah. Oh, you got that Appaloosa mule. Yeah, that's the one I've got up here in that mule. Okay. Yeah. And then the other one you got back from a guy who's been riding it. No, she's still over there, and I'm actually going to sell her. Okay. Yeah. So you'll have something ready to ride, though, pretty soon, right? We'll see. Man, you better. Yeah. She's pretty nervous. She ain't been rode much. The uh, app mule? Uh-huh. Okay. She was rode some last fall and set up till now. Yeah. You How get, old is she? She's eight. 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 App mule means Appaloosa. So her mama was an Appaloosa horse. Yes. Most sir. likely. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. She's pretty. She's pretty. I like her. Yeah. I, about 13 and a half, 14. Close to 14. Yeah. 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 Thin. She's pretty thin. Well, cool. 
Jason, you don't have any mules. No, but I've got a mule story. Yeah? Yeah. I bought a mule one time for $200. Oh, down cheaper by, than Trace. Cheaper, cheaper than Trace. That's a $200 yeah, one. You just, wait $300 till, you just wait till this story. Oh, My, this is it was great. not <laughs> as good as your story. So I decided I wanted a mule. This is probably 10 years ago. I go and buy this mule, $200 at Winslow. I get there. It's oh, never buy a Winslow 13-year-old mule. mule. Sway back is all get out. Buy this mule, 200 bucks. get it home, saddle it up. Rides fine. A little spooky. Anything hits his belly. Spooks pretty easy. Decided I didn't like the mule. My friend, Grant Williams, from Forest City, Arkansas, decides he wants to buy my mule back for $200. So he drives all the way from East Arkansas to buy this mule for squirrel hunting. Well, he had never been up here in the Ozarks, and uh, he tells me this story about how he went up the pig trail and he could read the license plate on his trailer because the turns are so sharp. And <laughs> So he gets up here, he gets the mule, heads back home. Within the first week, <laughs> the mule had bucked him off in the round pin and broke his collarbone and left him there and knocked out for like two hours. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> yes. So, oh, wow. oh, that's great. Wow. So later, this was ongoing deal on the, uh, there used to be this forum called Squirrel Haters, and he was on there. And uh, so this story about the mule just kept, ex- you know, transpiring over the next few months. Well, they were in Missouri squirrel hunting one day, and his wife calls, and she is freaking out. This mule has gotten out and has lost its mind and is attacking people in the park, in town. Oh, no. <laughs> so... <laughs> They haul tail home from Missouri, get there two hours later, and have to chase this mule down in the park in town. In Forest City. In Forest City, Arkansas. And it is attacking everybody. It's attacking them. It's rushing them. And they end up having to hunt it down in the woods, in the, in the state park there. And Finally the mule... No, the mule did not leave the state park. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Couldn't, it was just. That is a good mule story. Yeah, it is. Oh, man, that's something. Y'all were (laughs) laughing at each other there. This happened to y'all too? Recently. Recently, something like this (laughs) almost happened. Monday. Yeah, this week. Go on, Bo. My mule was tied up in the backyard for. Oh, at your house in town. Maybe it was Tuesday. Got her on Sunday. It's Tuesday. Yeah, tied her up, and uh, she got her leg up over a lead rope, broke her halter. I was at work. Kids called me and said the mule's running loose in the neighborhood, you know, in the backyard. <laughs> so I called Trey, get him to meet me. Another feller come help me, and we, yeah, we finally caught her. You got her. Yeah, we cornered her in an alley on the side of my shop, and we're out there running around in the field right next to the cemetery. They're having a funeral. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no good news is the mule didn't go over yeah wow man they don't like to be caught when they know they're free too mm-hmm. that is for dang sure wow okay I, this is good i'm trying to think if i've had anything crazy happen uh i, I mean i took izzy to montana a few well a month ago and uh we had a little bit of a rodeo getting a bear on her back but she took it and hauled it out, but it wasn't it wasn't easy. Um, that's for another podcast. Good, okay. Now I feel like I'm squared away, uh, and now we can talk about what we were going to talk about, which is uh, squirrel dogs. Um, 
what I've learned is that not every state has a spring squirrel season. And part of the reason squirrel hunting is on my mind is because we've been doing some spring squirrel hunting here in Arkansas. Our season opens up May 15th. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yep. May 15th and runs all the way through the next year to February 28th. So it's only closed for like three months, which uh, a lot of a lot of states don't have spring squirrel seasons, which from a management perspective, you know, I mean, human hunters aren't putting a lot of hurt on squirrel numbers. I mean, for the most part, uh, if you look at, at a macro scale. So anyway, it, spring squirrel seasons are a good a good mm-hmm. thing. But uh, I want to talk about squirrel dogs. So the question that I get a lot is, uh, you know, what kind of dogs do you use for, for squirrel hunting? If you're going to be getting a squirrel dog... You are going to need some tracking devices and some training devices for that dog. It's just it's just part of the startup cost. And you can buy it used. You can buy it new. Whatever you do, check out our partners, our friends at W Hunting Supply. These guys are the premier Garmin dealer in the United States. And they have all types of hound supplies from collars to leashes to anything and everything that you're going to need if you're going to be getting a squirrel dog so check out our buddies at w hunting supply and check out bear hunting magazine check out our print magazine we're the only print bear hunting magazine in the world full of columns full of hound hunting bait hunting spot and stalk hunting gun stuff bow stuff tactics adventure and you get this thing mailed to your door every two months, and you get to read it in your own house. It's not like this crazy internet content that just comes and goes. This is a real product. Check out Bear Hunting Magazine and all of our merchandise. We've got all kind of cool hats, DVDs, and an array of custom T-shirts. Check out Bear Hunting Magazine. And... Please do us a favor by leaving a review on iTunes of this podcast. It helps us if we get a five-star rating, but you got to be honest. Tell us what you think, but that does help us. Appreciate it, guys. So let's just start. Let's just start right there. What kind of dogs, what breeds of dogs? Jason, if you want to start off, like what, what breeds of dogs do people use for squirrel hunting? There are several different kinds of dogs. Um, a lot of people hunt old mixed up mutt type dogs, but if you're looking for dogs that are bred for squirrel hunting, you're always going to be looking at like mountain fives, string fives, original mountain curs. Um, some people like uh, we're going to break all these down. Yeah, so so yeah. say say it slower. We got mountain fives, mountain fives, which are. I guess you'd call them treeing feists as well. A lot of people think they're they're different. A lot of that blood is pretty similar. Okay. Um, original mountain curs. Original mountain cur. You've got lycas, which are a long hair type treeing okay. dog. That wouldn't be common though. Not not as common. No. Yeah. No. Not yeah, as common. Yeah, yeah. Uh, treeing curs, tree which are curs. a mixture like hound cur crosses, hound feist crosses. You know, hound bird dog crosses. Those type okay. dogs. Um, you know, there's, there's several varieties of curs and a lot of it's distinguished by bloodline. Yep, and black split. mouth cur. Yeah. Trey's black mouth curs. Black mouth cur. Yeah. Hunting. Stevens curs, you know. I got a Hillis cur. You ever heard of that fella? Uh, what is it? A Hillis. 
Mm-mm. No. Uh, a buddy of mine in town put me on to him, and I I drove further than I should have to go get it, but I think it's going to make it. No, but it's a no, black mouth curve. It's a black but mouth. The, but it's the a Hillis bloodline then. Uh, it's Hillis the, bloodline. It's a sure. treeing. I mean, a, a treeing type mouth or a okay. curve. Let's, curve. Let's, okay. Okay. Yeah. Michael, are there others? I mean, because all we've said so far is Feist, Kurs, and now Leica is a long hair type. Yeah, yep. like a almost like a tree shepherd type dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sled dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I agree. Um, <laughs> I mean, is that it? Kerr and Feist? Is that all uh, we're hunting with? Some folks no, still hounds. hunt with hounds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, more common now than. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And then there's uh there's a feller that hunts bird dogs. Mm-hmm. Straight bird dogs. Bird dogs. That'll tree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so the common denominator with all these dogs is they've got to be tree dogs, and and so a tree dog is a dog that when it smells game that runs up a tree, mm-hmm. that it's going to stay at that tree and bark. Yes, and there's a difference. There there, there are hounds that are running hounds. Some of these curs are probably not more run to catch type dogs. Yeah, than like tree dogs. like they yeah. use a lot of these cur dogs, yep. black mouth curs especially. Most of them are like hog, hog dogs. dogs. Yes, hog right. Dogs. So yep. like the tree and instinct of that dog is not that important and so sometimes it could be I'm not going to say it's going to get bred out but it could be. It's, I mean there yes, there are it is lines selected that are right. are 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 they're baying an animal on the ground so if they smell scent up a tree it doesn't mean anything to them. Um so I, I want to establish that, that a squirrel dog has to be a tree dog. They are not always going to see the squirrel run up a tree, so they're a scent dog. They're smelling the scent of a squirrel. Now, they might see it run up a tree, but most of the time they don't. They're smelling the scent of a squirrel. They're right. finding the, the tree that that squirrel went up, and they're standing there and barking until you get there and give the dog a command to leave or shoot the squirrel out or whatever. Yep. Now, okay, so what registries, though? So there's all these different curves. Now, okay, let me – so these are kind of some even questions. I think I haven't understood, but this is the way I worked through it, is that like the UKC, the United Kennel Club, like if you're talking about coon hounds, it's all real easy. Yep. There are only like six breeds of UKC registered coon hounds, you know, Black and tan, English, blue tick, plot hound, walker, uh, leopard. There's a leopard cur, I mm-hmm. think. Yep. Uh, but squirrel dogs, not so. Right, Michael? Well, I mean, you've got the, what, the original mountain cur registry? Yep, OMCBA. Now, is that a UKC registered dog, original mountain cur? I think with UKC and PKC that curs are just registered as tree and curs, mm-hmm. I believe. So UKC has a tree and cur? Yeah, yeah. You can you can register a mountain cur with UKC. Okay. But okay. it'll be registered as a tree and cur as we understand it. Okay. Yep. Okay. Is that right? I, think I believe right. so. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of out of the cur world. Okay, you know? yeah. okay. Uh, well, same with feists. Describe, yeah. feists. describe yeah. Michael, describe the... The well, the Feist and Kerr registry as you know it, because there's different organizations. And what I was getting at is like UKC, it's just like clear cut. There's registered dogs, and then there's not registered dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, the but the but the squirrel dog world is different because there's these little independent breed registries, independent yep. breed registries. Yep. So just talk about that a little bit. Well, I think you've got the original Mountain Kerr, then you've got 
NFTA. Mm-hmm. What does that stand for? Or in NTFA? It's uh, National Forest and Tree and Cur Association, I think. Yeah. Okay. Then you no, got it's NFTA, National yeah. Forest Something Association. I forget okay. what the acronym is. And then uh, what? There's Mullins Feist. Mm-hmm. Now is that a, a breed in its own? Yes. Mullins yes. Feist is a yeah. breed of Feist. Yep. And then uh, what else have you got? ATFA. ATFA yep. NSD. Yep. Which is National, National Sport Squirrel Dog. Dog. Or I is think it it's Sport Dog. No, I think it's National Squirrel Dog Registry. Okay. Yeah, yep. I think you're right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And now, what does National Squirrel Dog Registry? They're just a group. They're kind of like UKC and PKC. They are basically a competition hunt registry. Um, and they will register a lot of tree and cur crosses like hounds and vice and, and mountain curve crosses or pure mountain curves. It's, it's just a, an all squirrel dog registry. Basically. So what qualifies, a, can you put a dog in that registry that's never been registered before? Yeah, you could hunt. You could have a grade walker dog cross it to a grade cur dog and register if if it's a nice so squirrel dog. So what's the point of the registry? Pup. Is it just so you can have an organizations that's keeping records of yes. your breeding? Yes, or and I believe with National Squirrel Dog uh, Registry, it's more of a uh, you know it's a competition hunt registry mostly. What mm-hmm. tell me? What, what do you mean by that? They have those. Com- they have competition squirrel hunts where it's almost like money earnings, like no, PKC. I understand. Okay, know. so they're yeah. keeping track of a yes, dog's there's points winnings. earnings every yes, right. So every competition. someone would register a dog in that because they wanted to to competition, competition hunt that dog and yeah. be able to to enter into those contests. Yes. It would right. have to be registered right. with that. Yep. Because see the the. The background that I would have with dog registries would be UKC and Coonhounds, which now this is going to get complicated. Now they have uh, X-bred. Uh, Crossbred hunt registry. Yep. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you can put dogs in UKC registered events. But basically, mm-hmm. yep. I mean, you got to have a registered plot bred to a registered UKC plot in order to have dogs that are registered. Yep. I mean, there's right. no there's yes. no way to get into the registry with if a grade dog. With a gr- and right. a grade dog means a dog that has no Unknown papers. lineage, yep. And, and essentially, by papers, what we're talking about is, uh, you know, you can get the, the, the genealogy of these dogs back. Mm-hmm. You, you can mm-hmm. pay UKC a certain, you know, you can get the, when you register a pup, if it has registered parents, you mm-hmm. can get a seven-generation pedigree or a 40-generation pedigree, right. I think. right. And you can go back and you can track these dogs. I mean, it's a breeding registry. But so the squirrel, okay, so now I understand the competition squirrel hunt. The only the reason you'd register it is so that you could competition hunt it, but it's not necessarily keeping. Not so much on the NSD, I don't believe. Okay. And, and I don't know for sure if NSD has to have um, their dogs hunt tested, maybe. I think, because I think it's just basically, I don't think they're, I don't know, I'll have to ask my buddy, but I don't think they're registering litters of pups. I think it's. It's just, it's just a competition dogs. Yeah, like, yes. And then it's got breed standards though, doesn't it? It might possibly. You know, like the Feist is 30 pounds and 18 inches and under. Right. Yeah. yeah, Right. Okay. So in NSD is National Sporting Dog. Squirrel Dog Registry. Squirrel Dog Registry. National Squirrel Dog Registry. Yep. Okay. NSR. Is that what it's called? Just NSD. 
Well, what's the D stand Just for? National Squirrel Dog. Squirrel Dog. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you following this? Because we're going to, once we get done with all this, we're coming back to Trey's uh, philosophy for paper dogs. Okay. You keep, you be working that up. Okay. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm really trying to understand this. This is good. We just got to work through it because it's not clear cut. So NSD has breed breed standards for different dogs. So I could take my little dog out here and register it as a feist with NSD because why, Michael? Because it's it met the the breed standards under thirty. You think it's under thirty pounds? Under thirty pounds and under eighteen inches or eighteen inches and under is typical uh, max feist. Okay, you know that's the max so size. A feist is a is a descriptor of a dog that meets a certain physical characteristic standard that a, a tree and dog that's under 30 inches. I mean, under, under 18 inches of shoulder and under 30 pounds. Is that right? Well, I mean, it is, there's but, more to it than that with but squirrel mama, dog guys. Mama and them okay. had to be yeah. a feist. Okay. Yeah. It, you know, mom and daddy had to, so you had couldn't to, take a wiener dog out here that would tree a squirrel and say, I'm going to register this as a feist. No. No, see, that ain't gonna work. Okay, okay. With those registries like that, typically that's what they're wanting is a a feist is a treating feist is going to be thirty pounds, eighteen inches and under. But it's more than that to guys that actually keep and hunt feists. There's bloodlines that are involved with that. If you if you have a uh, a half hound, half German shorthair pointer, and that dog ends up being small. You typically you could register it as that a feist, but it's not. It's a not a feist. feist. No, not to a real okay. squirrel dog guy. It's yeah. It's about well, the that, bloodline that as well. Sense. I I've just been trying to nail down yeah. like the hardcore definition of what a feist is because there's so many different style and all these feists don't look the same. I mean, like you get a walker hound, yeah. and I mean a tree and walker looks like a tree and walker, yeah. but a feist. He may be variations. he may be lemon colored. He yeah. may be brindle and white, like my little dogs. White. He yeah. may be black. Yep. Like there's just so much variation. So, I mean, you could also you could have a cur that's under that size as yes. well. Oh, but yeah. I wouldn't call it a feist. I'd well, call is it a, my dog a feist? Is Tess a feist? I would say yes. Yeah, yeah. She's mostly feist blood. She mm-hmm. will carry mountain cur and a little bit of Treen Walker blood, but she's. She is and see, mostly that's where it's different blood. than the coon dog bloodlines because yes. I mean, I've got a dog out here that's a feist, but she's got original mountain cur in her. Yes, and she can also be registered as a tree and cur. Yes, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I've got two dogs that are quarter walker, quarter bird dog, half feist. Yep, and I would call them both a feist. Really? Yep. So if it's got any feist in it, it could be a feist. It, well. Depending on the size. Like, okay, say those dogs were 35, 40 pounds. Some might say they're more of a tree and cur, even though they're half feist blood. You get what I'm, you yeah. get where we're going with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, yeah. Make, it makes sense. It's just not intuitive. Trey, does this make sense to you? Oh, yeah. yeah. But by blood, yeah. those dogs are <laughs> mostly feist. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, and, and that's what I understood. But it's just, I think we got to say that this is definitely different than Coonhound Registry. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, way different. Yeah, mm-hmm. why is it different? Oh, it, it, the because fe- coonhound 
registries, you know, they're very strict on the bloodlines those dogs go back to. They're most feist dogs and even cur dogs, they could possibly even have some unknown lineage. But yeah. there's guys that have good dogs, they're good proven squirrel dogs, and they want to be able to have some sort of registry to register these dogs with that they can go and enjoy competition hunting or start keeping track of the lineage if they start breeding pups out of that dog. Yeah, you yeah know, that makes sense. To set a family line. Is it line because it or, doesn't have yeah. as long a history? Because, see, like these different lines of coonhounds, a lot right. of them came over from Europe, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And so they came here for all these years, and so people had already in their mind these different breeds of hounds, and they like to keep them separated. They mm-hmm. like to keep, yeah. you know, the, the blue ticks and the English and the walker and the black and tan and the plot. And then maybe these squirrel dogs were just like, they didn't come from Europe. I mean, maybe right. at, at some point way back they did. But, I mean, these are kind of like American bred They got dogs. squirrels over there? They do. But I don't know that they mess with them much. We were pretty hungry people when we first got here. So we'd eat them. <laughs> we still eat them. Um, no, no. I, do y'all see where I'm yes, I'm trying to yeah. understand why it's yep. like that? And and uh, because it it, se- it seems like it'd be easy enough to be like okay, there's feists and these are the only ones that are feists. They're curs. They're only ones that are curs. But it just seems like it's a little bit more flexibility in the squirrel world. It's a little bit squirrely. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> they're, they're definitely mixed up dogs. <laughs> Do you like that, Trey? Trey like that. Oh yeah. Oh, well, he's showing me something here. Okay, Trey's looked up the, the Wikipedia definition of a feist. Feist is a small hunting dog descended from the terriers brought over to the United States by English miners. Okay, okay. So they did come from over there, or according to Wikipedia, which we'll see. It's true. <laughs> Fact check By that. English miners <laughs> and working class immigrants. These terriers probably included crosses between the smooth fox terrier, Manchester terrier, and now extinct English white terrier. These dogs were used as ratters, gambling their prowess and killing rats as favorite hobby their owners. Okay. Yeah, you know, all these dogs probably came from pretty similar bloodlines, but a feist. Okay. So good. I, if you take a cur, I don't think it's going to be as tough on them rats. Uh, it's like a feist would be because Susie's favorite thing to do if the squirrels aren't moving. She'll find something under a, a log or something. Chipmunks. Yeah, chipmunks, <laughs> rats, whatever. She wants to get tunnel and get Cause it's, down cause it's, stuff. I, I guess the it's kind of has a similar smell to it. Yeah. Oh, she's a great rat dog too. I bet she is. Oh yeah, her moles in the yard. She'll dig them up. All all them little dogs will do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, See? I I think I think. Uh, I think it's starting to make sense to me, the registry, is that these dogs, a lot of them were just mixed up dogs. There were probably a lot mm-hmm. of different regionally specific kind of dogs that kind of people of a certain area started breeding. Yeah. Is that right? Like the Mullins feist, like where did that come from? I mean, there's a guy named Mullins, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, tell me about that. Well, I don't know much about him. I mean, I know he he breeds some good dogs and Jody Mullins started yep. it. Yeah. So that's something that's new. That's not that didn't happen in the 1800s. That happened. No. I mean, he's still alive. He's, yeah, he lives down yeah. south. And he's Arkansas. got a whole breed of dogs named after him. Yeah. yeah. So you you mean to tell me if me and Trey really start breeding our dogs good, we could have the Autry Newcomb 
Feist? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, no, no. Okay. See, that makes sense, too, because they're not making any new coonhound breeds. You know what I mean? Nope. I mean, it's not like... But I like that about the squirrel world. It's kind of it's kind of flexible. I want to stop this right here and make a correction. And jokingly, I said, hey, me and Trey could start our own breed of dogs. Really, what we should have said was that if Trey and I started breeding dogs, potentially we could start our own line of dogs or strain of dogs. So we would have feist. We wouldn't be creating a new breed. But, you know, an individual could over time, over generations, if he had something really unique that he was breeding in, he could create his own strain of dogs. I just wanted to clarify that. So we weren't trying to say that a new breed of squirrel dog could be developed. Thank you. Yeah, it's based off of bloodlines, basically. You know, you've yeah. got with mountain curs are the same as feist as far as the way they started out. They were used to cur. The definition of cur was mixed up, mutt, you know, okay. like a homestead type dog. Yeah. Well, they're actually bred into a breed registry now. A lot of them are. Now they have their own breed registry. They OMCBA, yeah, started in 1957 is when it actually started coming around. So they, they just yeah. have their whole own. Yes. Yeah. And all the dogs within that registry are supposed to lineagely go back to the first however many dogs that were okay. originally registered in that registry. That makes sense. But there's other, you know, there's other bloodlines of original mountain curs that aren't in that registry anymore, like Kemmerstock mountain curs. Those dogs were OMCBA registered dogs at one time, but... Robert Kemmer, the developer of that particular strain of dogs, branched away from the OMCBA and bred his dogs specifically to his standards, and so now they're separate. And there's some some of those dogs are still, they're not as common, are dual registered, Kemmer okay. stock and OMCBA. I'll be darn. So, which, those are not as common anymore. Yeah. But it's, it's you know, with, mostly with the Feist dogs, you get, most of those dogs are going to be NKC registered which are yeah. National Kennel Club Registry. Okay. And there's also ATFA. ATFA does not register litters of pups. They're more of a competition hunt organization, and they are a hunt test organization where you have to, your dog has, a member has to come sign off that your dog will and tree game and game be seen. I see. So, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's also a Stevens Kerr. Stevens Kerr as well. They're mostly a black and white mm -hmm. Kerr dog. You hunt some Stevens Kerrs, don't I had you, Michael? One, yep. No, I had two I tried out, and a uh, guy I got them from told me that one of them was registered, one was not because it wasn't old enough to be registered. I think they have to hit a year old yep. before you can register it. Mm. Yep. And it's got to meet their breed standards. Yep. Okay. And they branched away so from the OECD as well. If Okay, let's bring it back down to like a functional level. I want to talk about the what the different dogs do, like because there's like the only reason you'd have a different kind of dog is because that dog had some characteristic that you liked. <laughs> so every every dog, every all these are going to be a little bit different. Um, so like uh, let's start off with the original mountain curs. What are they known for? And you don't have to go into great detail, but like what, how do they hunt, and what are they known for? You know, they're they they got a lot of work ethic. They're 
they're a running type dog, head in the air mostly. A little bit bigger dog. A little bit bigger dog. You know, some mountain curs are going to be small, like Michael was saying earlier, though, especially like real heavy streak bred dogs. They're going to, they may be 25 pounds, okay. but some of them might be 60 pounds. You know, okay. mountain curs vary you in could, size. You could mistake a, a mountain cur for a hound. You, Except for a lot of times they'll bob their tail. Yes, or they come natural bobtail as well. Do they really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Both fice and curs. Will come naturally bobtail? Will come naturally bobtail on a lot of the different, depending on the blood and a line. mountain cur is usually going to be, usually, a brindle dog? Is no, that right? No, There's no? lots of yellow, lots of yellow colored dogs. Okay. Yeah. Red. Red, brindle, black and white. But never, you know, some of them, depending on the bloodline, you'll get some open spot dogs once in a while, depending on the bloodline, but those dogs can't be registered. Open can't, spot. Like, like white a, with, colored like, almost like a pointer or a hound. Okay. You know, like a walker hound. And we those, don't like that. They can't be registered. Not with OMCBA. They have to meet the breed standard. No open white spots past the shoulder back. If they have too much white up on their flanks, can't register them. Um, certain mm. bloodlines throw that more than others, you know. Yeah, that white's a recessive genetic. So, so uh, original mountain cur, somebody would look at it and almost think it was a hound. A little bit shorter ears, yeah, a lot of variation ear. in color. Mm-hmm. Usually a bobtail, either cut or natural, mm-hmm. and they're they're going to usually not bark on the track at all. Mm, mostly silent. Some dogs are open. My dog's open on coon. Really? Yeah, and that means when he smells. Scent on the ground of the animal he's trailing, he'll bark. He will bark, yes, on the As track. As opposed to a silent, a, a dog that's silent on track would trail a trail game without barking. And then when that game is treed, he'll he begin to treed, bark on the tree. Yes. And that's a lot of people like that. A lot of the squirrel dogs are like that. Majority that. are bred for silent trailing, usually. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, original mountain curs are used for coon hunting, squirrel hunting primarily. Is that primarily, right? Primarily, yes. Yep. Would you say more squirrel than coon? Yes. Yep. More squirrel than coon, but uh, quite a few guys coon good, hunt them too. There's a lot of combo, good combo dogs out there nowadays, but they're, they're kind of an all-purpose dog. But yes, as far as most original mountain curs will make better squirrel dogs than a coon dog versus a hound, you know. Yeah. So. Do they hog hunt them much, Ridger Mountain Curs? Yeah, they will as well. Um, most of the guy, most of the dogs that are getting hog hunted, I would say, are probably the dogs that didn't pan out as well as, as a squirrel dog. Maybe didn't did. show much treeing instinct or okay. something. You know? But they'll bay and stuff. Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very gritty okay. dogs. Yeah. Michael, what what uh, what breed would you like to describe? Oh, feist. Well, tell me, just tell me everything I need to know about the way a feist hunts and why I would want one. Well, I mean, I tried curves for a while and just didn't click for me for whatever reason. Then I started trying some feist, and one thing I noticed different, they're a little hotter nose, might hunt a little closer, uh, a little bit easier to, or a little bit uh, more apt to want to please, be your buddy, the ones I've had. But I also kind of changed up how I raised them when I started getting the feist. Started yeah. bringing them in the house more, mm-hmm. let them ride in the front of the truck, you know. Uh, some of them, they won't have a very good bark. Some of them will kind of have a yippy bark, you know, high-pitched versus the most of the curs have a real real good bark, good mouth on them. And you want that just so you can hear them. Right, and I just, I like the sound of it too. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. And they, uh, and what you mean by hotter nose is that like a, like they're gonna pretty much only show and bark on game that was there pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the, 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 they're not gonna bark on a two hour old squirrel. I mean, they might, but that, that just as an example versus a squirrel that was standing there two minutes ago. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. most, most of the ones I've had here lately, uh, they're not a belly up on the tree, you know. They're not right up against the tree, tree, and they're kind of back off. They're really looking for the squirrel. They're wanting to timber it, you know. If it if it timbers out, leaves the tree, they're gonna. And do go you like with it. that? Oh, absolutely. Um. So a feist is he's using his nose, but he's also using his eyes and ears. Absolutely. Yes. I mean that's what they're known for, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now would a uh, original mountain curb be like that less little less um there are there are bloodlines of dogs that are more of a hard tree dog and some that right. aren't um they will timber and watch for a squirrel as well too but a lot of there's a lot of those bloodlines that are just real hard on feet on the wood type tree dog you know yeah and yeah. but yeah both breeds they're they know what they're doing they, they're bred to hunt and find a squirrel see it timber out timber it if it goes yeah but feists are very sight oriented and i mean they're hot nosed dogs like michael was saying um you know that's the unique thing about tree and a squirrel is that he's probably not going to stay in that tree no and they've been everywhere (laughs) yeah they've 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 been all over the woods and and they're going to go up a tree and they may be two trees over and that's where you know coon hunting's just so simple you know the Strike mm-hmm. a track, yep. tree, that coon's not going to jump from tree to tree. That oh. coon's just going to be sitting there. They may be in a hole. You may not be able to see him. Mm-hmm. But, but a squirrel, man, you go up and anything could happen. But uh, Especially what, late season. They get real flighty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what other, what other uh, like a tree and cur, like these dogs that I've got could be registered as tree and curs. Mm-hmm. Would a tree and cur be known as anything different? A little bit wider hunting, a little bit louder, you said, than a feist, Michael? Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, usually because they're just a little bit bigger dog. I don't know if it's because they're bigger. I mean, Trey's dog, he's Susie. She'll go for a mile if you let her. You know, she doesn't. But I'd say it's just what's been bred into them. Yeah. 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 Now, she's a feist, though. She's she is a feist. A feist. Yes. Yeah. Trey, what's your favorite kind of dog to hunt? Feist. Feist. Is that what you've hunted most of the squirrel dogs you've had? Yeah. Feist. And it's as much about either you get a good one or you don't, you know, pretty quick. You know, I like one that just hunts hard, has a big old heart, and just gets after it. Yeah. You know, kind of like that guy that you stuck in the batter's box when he was six, he could hit. Yep. You know, you didn't do nothing. He was able to hit because mom and daddy were probably pretty good athletes. Yeah. Same thing with a dog. Either you can hit a little bit or you can't. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's. What's kinda, your philosophy on all this uh, paper mumbo-jumbo? <laughs> Man, if I lose one of them papers, it ain't no big deal. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I got papers on all my dogs, but if you had to – Give me them papers in five minutes or I'm going to have to kill you. You'd have to kill me because I ain't sure where all of them are. But (laughs) 
you know, it's just like anything else you do. You want to buy something that's pretty good. You don't want to buy, you know, a beater, so to speak. If you're going to buy a car, you want to buy one you think will be pretty dependable. So, you know, you can drive a Volkswagen or a Cadillac. Both of them are going to get you there. But how much more fun you going to have driving that Cadillac? Yep. So, yep. yeah. So the biggest thing I look for is just driving hard. Yeah, driving hard. Um, why do you like squirrel hunting so much, Trey? What's what is fun about? Because most people haven't squirrel hunt with dogs. I mean, it's it's kind of a it's, it's almost small like a world. It's almost like a social event. You ain't got to be quiet when you fool them with squirrels. You yep. can take you can take kids and they can holler and yell, scream, have a good time. You know the noise ain't gonna mess up what we're doing because we making noise when we coming through the wood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I like it. You ain't got to be quiet. You know, you can freeze deaf deer hunting. That's the only reason you like squirrel hunting, because you don't have to be quiet. Well, that, and I like watching that dog. <laughs> I like I like watching that I'm dog. Pulling, I'm pulling more out of him here. Yeah. Uh, but I do like that dog trying to figure it out and do all that, you know. And, and it gets pretty exciting when the squirrel takes off through their timber and everybody's shooting at it. Oh, you bet. You know, it's chaos there the, the, after the, that. The more times you shoot, the more fun it is to me. Yeah. You know, if you just drove up and shot one every time you pulled the trigger, that wouldn't be any fun. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I just like, I just like the action. Yeah. You're always moving. You know, you can sit in that deer stand for his death now. I don't said that twice. You got to have a heater to do that. Yeah. But if you're walking or riding a mule, you're getting a little exercise. Yeah. And the only reason to have a mule was because there's too many hills around here. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was flat ground, we could probably still walk into it. Mm-hmm. That'd be like a golfer playing golf without a cart, you know, <laughs> around here. <laughs> well, yeah. it's a lot of fun. You know, just in the last few years, I've I've gotten into squirrel hunting with dogs. Now, you know, we grew up still hunting for squirrels. But as a, as a mature outdoorsman and woodsman, I was like, kind of shocked at how your heart skips a beat when those dogs are treed and you walk up there and that squirrel breaks i mean i you know in the outdoor world you you it's like you gain enough proficiency that sometimes stuff doesn't maybe you don't get as excited as you did when you when you were young but man when that squirrel breaks loose and everybody's shooting, it, I might as well be eight. Isn't that fun? <laughs> it yeah. is fun, and yeah. it, and and then you're frustrated at the same time because you're missing, and you're 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 frustrated at your son because you're like, why aren't you shooting? There he is. You know, you just you just it just goes into just total chaos for just like 30, 40 seconds, and then it comes back to normal, and you're like, oh wait, wait, wait I'm I'm a grown man, and. uh you know, I don't need to get this excited about this. It's a lot of fun. Isn't it, it is. Oh, it is. Hey, Michael Lanier is a squirrel killer. He doesn't mess around. No, I've he, don't, learned he a lot. don't miss very often. No, he doesn't. And he's serious about it, too. He's mad at him. He is. Every time. He likes to bring him home. <laughs> yep. What do you like about squirrel hunting, Michael? I like messing with the dogs a lot. I like messing with the young dogs. Yeah. Uh, I like to always have an old dog around that'll tree, you know, that way. When you get frustrated with the young ones, yeah, you can take the old one out, but it's just a lot of fun. I mean, we can hunt from May till the end of February. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said something about your mule that reinforced what I already knew about you. You like a project. Oh, I like to have something to do. I mean, he had a perfectly good mule that he had basically tuned up and he could shoot off of it. And I mean, it was, it had become a nice mule. Really nice. And then nice. he just yeah. got rid of it because he wanted a project. He does, he does the same thing with, a, with his dogs. dogs too. I mean, he gave me a dog a few months ago. You remember Jesse? Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and Jesse's as good a squirrel dog as you're going to ever find. But it was doing too good for Michael. Exactly. He <laughs> had to find him one that couldn't well, do and it he, he's, and tweak and get him doing it. And heck, that, once that dog does it and does it good, he's going to find him another one. Yeah. Every time. You're a trainer. He enjoys it. He, he, I think he has more fun training it. Yeah. Then he, a few weeks ago, we was riding down Cove Creek, and he had a mule um <laughs> tied to the back of that little old suzuki side by side that ain't got no doors on it yeah and off we went down the road <laughs> training that mule don't you know people thought we was crazy <laughs> now what were you trying to do i teach it to lead make it cross yeah. a bridge yeah yeah just kind of desensitize it yeah get it yeah yeah oh, training yeah. training's fun it is <laughs> well Watching him train them is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got to get Jason a really good mule for next year. Uh, he's He's been trying to – he's got a great place to keep one. He just – yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, Jason, what do you like about squirrel hunting? Man, I like a little bit of everything about it. I like the dog work. I like the history of the bloodlines of those dogs. Um just the camaraderie going out on a frosty morning, leaves are on, falling in uh, in November, and just hearing dog fall tree. It's, I love it when we're walking in the woods, just talking, and then you hear that dog bark. That's my favorite thing. Yeah, I, I like to know that, man. When you get there, especially if it's a younger dog, you know, it's yeah. exciting to get there and see a squirrel there. Yeah, shoot that squirrel out, man. For somebody that doesn't have, you know, let me go back. The, the old the old phrase. He doesn't have a dog in the hunt, or he does have a dog in the hunt. You know, it's a metaphor for someone that's got a vested interest in something. You know, they mm-hmm. say. I mean, that 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 metaphor goes through all cultures in in North America, anyway. I bet people in the city say that, and they don't even know what they're talking about. Point being, when you have a dog in the hunt, it transforms the hunt. And 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 it and so someone like, like is like considering getting a dog, or someone's considering getting into squirrel hunting. You don't even know how much fun it is until you get it all. You could come squirrel hunting with somebody. You know, Trey took me squirrel hunting years ago, and uh, we had a great time. But at the time, I just I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't in the position to get a dog, and you know, we had a good time, but. It wasn't until I got a dog that I that you really understand it, and I knew that would happen because I had coon hunted enough, and you know I knew if I ever got a dog, I'd love this, but you know just wasn't ready to make the commitment. But point being, you know, I mean, I, I hope people listening to this conversation could find an entry point into the squirrel dog world, and if you did, you would you would enjoy it. And what I think's happening too is that. People are looking for entry points into the outdoor world, and 
sometimes big game hunting intimidates people, new people. Big game hunting can be intimidating because of, you know, it's a it's a low opportunity game. I mean, you, you're going to hunt for a whole season to hope to get maybe one opportunity right, yeah. at a deer or at a bear. Um, man, squirrel hunting is an opportunity game. I mean, we're going to go squirrel hunting, and it's not a question of whether we're going to kill squirrels. It's how many, you right. know. I mean, most of the time. We get skunked every now and then in a tough part of the t- year. But, but so, and you don't have a... 200 pound animal laying on the ground that you've got to butcher and take care of the meat and you know you you've got a one pound animal it has a little bit less commitment mm-hmm. um the other thing that's cool about squirrel hunting is especially with a dog is these dogs become part of your family mm-hmm. you know um most people have dogs anyway and i have long been a utilitarian dog man mm-hmm. i mean like we don't have pets around here. I mean, if there's going to be a dog around here, he is going to be contributing to the protein surplus of this family. But they there are pets too. I mean, people that have like just a dog, I, I don't know. You guys probably have dogs, so present company accepted. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want a dog. But my point is that these hunting dogs – Fill the pet slot. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. So I'm trying to I'm trying to widen. See, because there's all these guys that are listening to this podcast right now that are trying to figure out how they're going to talk their wife into getting a squirrel dog. Well, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's really what this podcast needs to be about. Is how do you build? It's all about building the narrative and the family culture in order to make a gateway for a squirrel dog, and. When my family five, six years ago wanted, we decided it was finally time for us to get another dog. We had dogs. We've had a lot of dogs, but there was a period where we didn't. The period, the time came when the kids were old enough. We had the place. It was like, we need dogs. Misty was like, let's get a boxer. <laughs> and I was like, that, I like the idea of the dog. How about we get a plot? And that's how that started. And anyway, now, that we're deep into it, best decision we ever made. Do you guys have any tips? Trey, what is what are your tips for talking your wife into letting you get a squirrel dog? Don't tell her about it. <laughs> Just show up with it. Because Good advice. Mm, I mean, <laughs> you can't because I'm at the point right now, good news is my wife will never listen to this, but I'm getting a dog next week. And she has no idea it's coming. <laughs> I'm going to tell her. Oh. <laughs> oh. So just like that just like that dog, I, that cur I took off and drove 400 miles to get. Yeah. It just showed up. It just showed up. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you're in a little bit different classification because you're, you're, you've already got dogs. Once you get one dog, then it's much easier to get multiple dogs. Yeah, let that let that let your wife feed that dog one time and pet it, and it that old dog you know licks her in the face a couple times. It's over. Yeah, and yeah. then the door's open. Yeah, she's sold on it then. Yeah, but it's between the time you got four or five that you thinking to go get another one, you don't say a word. Okay, you just bring it home. Yep. Hey, yep. 
in in our family, I've taken my family out to East Tennessee to Roy Clark's place, and and we've been to a couple other big bear hunters places. And buddy, bear hunters have dogs. Okay, I think Mr. Roy Clark told me last time I was there. I think he had twenty seven dogs. Wow. And uh, so my family, you know, we we think a lot of Roy Clark, and uh, so like my family thinks that the number of dogs you have is a status symbol. So you with me? Sure. The more sure. dogs you have, kind of like the higher up on the totem pole of society you are because Roy Clark's got a lot of dogs. Oh, that's awesome. So now I think I've got five dogs and the kids are like, yeah, you're getting there, daddy. You can, we probably need some more. <laughs> Michael, tip. Tip for uh, how to bring home a squirrel dog. Katie, for your wife. Lo- Katie loves all these dogs that he has. She is an animal hater. Uh, oh, who's yeah. telling the truth here? Okay, so she doesn't like the dogs. She likes me to have squirrel <laughs> dogs, but she does not like animals in general. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my tip would be do not let your kids tell your wife how much the dog costs. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's good. You, you don't want to lie about it, but we don't need to talk about it either. Okay, I like that. I'd never condone lying ever, especially inside of a family. But I like what you said there. We just don't have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Good. Willie okay. slipped one time, told Katie what this dog cost. She yeah. liked to skin Michael. Mm. I pulled William to the side and I said, You like squirrel hunting? I said, Best keep your mouth shut about it. <laughs> 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 Okay, good. And and your dogs, I mean, you're you're taking full responsibility for these dogs. It's not like, you know, your wife's having to, they're not like living in your house all the time. I mean, I'll bring them, the puppies in some, let them ride yeah. in the truck with us, but no, they're, they're outside for the most part. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, good. but I, I like to bring them around the, you know, let them loose in the yard, spend a lot of time with them. Now, when Katie's gone, they might sleep in the bed with me. <laughs> that'll that'll yeah. get them get them attached to you mm-hmm. okay all right jason tips i can't contribute to that much because uh my significant other dogs. My, my dogs were with me before my significant other was okay. so she was okay. package deal regardless you, so. you, you came with dogs <laughs> i came so, with okay, dogs i think there's a strategy here though before mm-hmm. you know you get hitched yeah you have dogs become squirrel hunter before you even tie yourself down yes and then they that's good they i can't like that you know i mean that's i like pretty, that hey. He's on to something. He is. Because it's like. That's a pretty good idea. That either, but my, my old lady likes to go squirrel hunting with me. So, that's good. I mean. That's good. Coon hunting. You dude. know, I'm, I'm kind of, I like to play the long game in this in this wheelhouse. And, you know, I married my wife when she was young. We've been married for, we'll be married 20 years this uh, November. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, so she was young when we first started dating. I've been I've been I've been developing family culture as we say for a long time. So hunting dogs is just like valuable to her which they wouldn't have been in her family. She wouldn't have known much about them, you know. But I think to her she just thinks like every normal family has like a bunch of hunting dogs and that's good. So I don't have to talk her into it. Man, you should have been a salesman. Yeah. Well, you are. 
<laughs> that's a pretty good deal there, Bob. Mm-hmm. The long game. Play the long Play game. Play the long game. That's, Play that's, the long game. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Um, have we missed, you know, the, the conversation about the, the squirrel dog breeds and different things is kind of kind of complicated. Is there anything that you could say that would um, simplify it? I don't know. I mean, like, do you, or have we covered it all, Michael? I mean, the, the thing I would just say is there's feist and there's curs, and then there's a whole bunch of different feist and different curs. That's a good way to say it. I like, like that. You know, just hunt what you like. <laughs> okay, that's a simple way to say it. There's feist and there's curs, and there's a whole bunch of different feist and curs. Mm-hmm. That helps me. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's if, good. If I was going to say anything that would make sense about this deal, would be buy a dog. If you're just getting into it, buy a dog that started. Yeah. You know, because it's a lot of foot traffic. A lot of foot time to get, get one, one to, started to get one to do something because you'll lose interest before, if you're not if you don't see one do something you may lose interest before that dog trees yeah and a, a definition of a, a started dog to me would be one that's had 25 squirrels shot out to it mm. okay that's just, that would be a started dog and you're gonna pay <laughs> a little bit more for well, it let's talk about that what would uh so where can people find squirrel dogs? I mean, I know the answer to this, but I had somebody a week ago message me and say, "Hey, where could I find a feist?" And I was like, "Well, where could where where could people find squirrel dogs?" And folks, it's got them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Connections uh, with other hunters yeah. that yeah, squirrel other, hunt. Other other folks yep. that squirrel hunt because now are most of the, the 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 most of the squirrel hunting world is is in the. Eastern deciduous forest, yeah. and in the south, am yeah. I right? The southeast. Yeah. I mean, yes. are there squirrel dogs up in New York State and Michigan and different places? Oh, oh yeah, I mean, there's there's squirrel dogs from about the Midwest on east period, but mostly down in this area. Down, you gotta the, have some trees. Yeah, Southern Missouri, right. Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana. Yeah, East Texas, anywhere with oak hardwood timber. Hickory Ridges, Virginia. You're, yeah, you're going to find squirrel dogs. Yeah, okay. All the way up to Michigan, Minnesota, even. Somebody, if they were looking for squirrel dogs, I'd say get on Facebook and try to find a squirrel dog forum for their yep. state. Like, yep. I think we're, we've got an Arkansas mm-hmm. squirrel and coon hunters forum. Wachita Squirrel Hunters Association. Yeah, all kinds. And, and yeah. what what you got to do, and I tell you what, I've, I've been pretty successful at this is latching myself to people that are good at something. Because you don't have to be good starting out if you're latched on to somebody that's good. I mean, like my coon dogs, I I went to guys that had the kind of dogs I wanted. I didn't mess around with, well, maybe this dog will work, or maybe, and I was willing to do whatever it took to start off with something good. And uh, I did the same thing with my squirrel dogs, with uh, with what Jason told me about this these dogs, and, and I've been... I mean, super happy, and it's because because the breeding of a dog is going to be way more important than even the training of it. Would you agree? Natural, sort of, yeah. I mean, yes, yeah. I you mean, want a good bred dog, one that's bred to be that, a squirrel dog. And that's dog. the first step towards getting into this game with the dogs. 
is to get a well-bred dog. And and that means it's mom and daddy are both doing what you want a dog to do. I still I still hear people talk about brood females like oh uh-huh. she'd make a she'd make a nice brood female, which basically that just means basically a female that's maybe not even being hunted, but man, I want a dog that its mama is a good at whatever proven proven stock yeah doing it yep. and the daddy is proven and yep. doing it yep. and uh, and then once you get your foot into the door whether it's coon hunting or squirrel hunting and you go a time or two you can learn a ton of stuff by going with somebody that knows what they're doing one time i mean i've learned a, a ton i hadn't hunted with jason but i've learned a ton from trey and michael mm-hmm. i mean really uh, my son bear newcomb he uh he i watch him michael when we hunt and he talks to his dogs just like you do. Oh yeah, he does. He he everything he does. I'm like he learned that from Michael Lanier, and I do the same thing because I learned from you guys. And uh, so you, what I'm saying is, is if you can just if you can go with somebody a couple of times, you'll learn a lot. And then once you get a dog, you'll learn what you like. Like you might get lucky, and the first dog just be exactly what you like, which probably won't happen. Could happen, but. You'll hunt with, you know, you hunt with two or three different people and you'll see a dog and you're like, that's the kind of dog I want. Mm-hmm. And you, you you know, what bloodlines is that dog? Where'd you get it? Mm-hmm. You know, you just, you just kind of start digging in. There's no simple answer. Now you can't buy started dogs and there are quite a few started dogs for sale, but, um, boy, I'd want to know somebody before I buy a started dog though. Cause in my mind, it's always like, why are you selling that dog? Well, most of the time on a started dog, they'll t- take you hunt and let you see the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and some of these old boys just sell them because they got too many. Mm-hmm. I guess like or they want to make a, just... or they enjoy doing it, and they like to make a little dollar or two to pay for their habit. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So there's there's legitimate reasons to sell a dog. Oh, if you get a started dog, you a whole lot better than a than a than a mule. You don't it's, know what you're getting. Yeah, with a started mule. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. You don't have to ride that dog. No, that, if, if you go hunting with a fellow that's gonna sell you that dog, if he's if he's legitimate and yeah. pretty good old boy, he's gonna let you go hunting. He may let you go hunting two or three times, or heck, yeah. he might even let you hunt with him and you take the dog home. If you Hunt like by it, yourself. pay for it. Yeah, like on a trial, like yeah. a trial deal. Yeah, and that's a good. Way, that's a good. Ter- some good terminology. And if a fella won't let you do that, don't buy his dog. Right. Yeah. Take the dog on a trial because yep. Lanier loves doing that. Yeah. It's, it's like going to, you know, going to the store and buying you something, use it a couple times, and then send it back, <laughs> get your money back, like Try at Walmart or something. But yeah, he ain't no telling what he'll have at his house. Where'd you get that dog? Oh, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna see what it'll do, or I'm gonna try it for a little bit. And yeah, he loves doing that. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Uh, started dogs. What would you general price range for a started one year old dog? I know there's a lot of variants. G- just B- bloodlines going to depend a lot of you know. There's certain bloodlines of dogs, five sinkers that are more popular in. People are going to take advantage of that, and but then there's you know you get a half cur hound or a half feist hound that's a super good started dog and get it for eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, 
but you can, you know, that's probably what do you guys think. It's probably going to be that's, that's what I was thinking. about that. That'd be about that range for us. Range, yeah. Dogs that start to kill squirrels. But if it's you know, let's just say somebody was one of those boys that championed one of them dogs right. out, and you're gonna buy one that's yep. proven. Yep. You know, to get started, you want a proven dog. You just throw it out, and you're good to go. I don't know. I mean, it's it's worth whatever somebody wants to give you for yep. it on that day. Yep, yeah, that's right. I mean, it could be two thousand to four thousand yep. dollars. Yeah, right. They're not cheap. Yeah, finished dog. I, I would yes. say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it it all depends on how good a finished dog, but fifteen hundred up. Yep. It's good to finish on the dog, age of the dog. Agree with that, and- Michael. Well, my son and I usually don't talk about dog prices, Ooh, but right. yes. <laughs> well, think about this: you take you go hunting that day, and you kill fifteen squirrels in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Price just went up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just the way it works. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I've been offered some money for a dog before, and I wouldn't take the money because I like the dog. Yeah. So getting somebody to sell one to you that's already finished is going to be tough. Yeah, that, and that's you got you'd have to find somebody like Michael that enjoys training young dogs, or or some, and sometimes guys legitimately need the money, or you know, sell a dog out of need, right. and they got a good dog, and they're like, yeah. I'll sell that dog for twenty five hundred dollars. Hey, let me y- y'all follow me on this one and see if you think it's true because it is true. Um, any kind of animal that you train. And start based upon the socioeconomic status of that region is going to have the same price categorization. Mules, coon dogs, squirrel dogs, bird dogs. And I can't speak for any part other part of the country, but it's all the same. Mm-hmm. Think about it. What what could you pay for a green broke half started mule? Well, it depends on what it looked like, how old it was, how started it was, but you could get a green broke mule for $800. What's a started squirrel dog cost? $800. A finished mule that's pretty good, that's safe, and is in its prime age range, you're going to be paying $1,500 to $1,800 plus, all the way to the top. And you could go in southern Missouri and buy a $20,000 mule from... You know some of these big guys mm-hmm. up there. Y'all, y'all see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you yeah. can buy a heck of a. And I have quite a few people message me from all over the country about mules. And uh, I had a lady message me the other day, and she said she had a 16 year old mule. I think it was in Pennsylvania, and it had been ridden by an 80 year old man, and it was real gentle, but it was 16 years old, and they were wanting four thousand dollars for it. And I was like, man, I can't tell you, you know, whether you should do that or not. But I said, in Arkansas, you could buy a heck of a mule for four thousand mm-hmm. dollars. But it's a different market. We've got a lot of mule. Anyway, I'm off track. Track is categorization. Any animal that needs training. I mean, yep. a, a coon dog. Any outdoor utilitarian animal. That's yes. About the same going price. That's right. It per, doesn't make sense. Yep. yep. Do y'all agree? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So use that scale. So half broke under thousand dollars. Medium broke inside of thousand to two thousand. Well broke two thousand plus. Mules, coon dogs, squirrel dogs. Bam. We just made a chart. Yeah. <laughs> Take that to the bank. 
<laughs> you agree with that, Michael? Michael's kind of—he's—I kinda, can't read him. He's like, yeah, ah, a little squirrely there. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Sorta. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, I think that's handy because people—you got to get into these—you uh, got to get into these worlds and just kind of dip your feet in to begin to understand it. Um, but uh, no, man. The cool thing about squirrel hunting is you can do it for a long period of time. You can usually hunt on public land. There's not, you know, the inside of big game hunting, there's a lot of competition. I mean, in terms of like places to go and man, squirrel hunting for the most part is a pretty, I mean, you, you, you might go somewhere and there'll be a squirrel hunter there, but that guy's not your enemy because he's there. He's probably going to become your friend. I mean, He's not uh, mad because you're hunting his buck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. when you're after big game, there's yeah, there's different. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit higher stakes, but uh, no, squirrel hunting is such a it's an opportunity sport. Uh, and I mean, we haven't talked about eating squirrels, but squirrel meat's great to eat. Mm-hmm. They're easy to handle. Um, we've been we've been trying new ways to skin them or to 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 eat them, like them, but. Have we missed anything, boys? This this podcast has got to take people from zero to the top of the squirrel world. What could we talk? What have we missed? Well, I'd say if you're wanting to get into it, go hunting with quite a few different dogs. Uh-huh. Figure out what you want before you just go buy one. Yeah, that's a good. That's a yeah. good one. I'm not a competition hunter, but I'm sure I've been to some before. I'm sure them fellers would love the company and love to talk about their dogs. You know, yeah. you can meet a lot of different folks at, at one of them. Yeah, so a competition hunt might uh-huh. be a good place to go. Yeah. And we didn't even talk about competition hunting. That's a whole nother yeah. sphere of the so, squirrel world that yeah. we're not really talking about. Nope. We're we're kind of just talking about pleasure hunting, meat mm-hmm. hunting as they say. Mm-hmm. We're trying I know Michael and Trey and me, I mean we just want dogs that we can kill squirrels over. In the competition world, you're looking for a a dog to kind of do it in a specific way. Yeah, it's it's totally different, and I haven't comp hunted since 2009. It's just I, I love, my favorite thing is at the end of the day seeing taking a picture with all my buddies and seeing t- squirrels on the tailgate. Yep, that's yeah, you know the memories and the hunting. And that's what I like. Yeah. So. Yep. Well. All right, guys. Hey, thanks a ton. Thank you, Trey. Thank you, man. Enjoyed it. Yep. Yeah. Michael. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming out. Jason, thanks a ton. And uh, keep the wild places wild because that's where the squirrels live. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. 
It is where the adventure begins. Hey, we're going to take a little break here and talk about interstate batteries. Now, if you're like me, enjoying the great outdoors, you need gear that is as reliable as it gets. That's why I power my adventures with interstate batteries. I use interstate batteries in my boats. I use interstate batteries in my camper. Great for your truck, too. From Alaska to Montana, they're outrageously dependable. Battery is essential. With over 150,000 dealer locations, finding one is easy. For all your vehicles, land or sea, choose interstate. Head to interstatebatteries.com and find your power today. 